Hey everybody, welcome back to the Jill Artcast. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, another awesome episode heading your way with some great artists from around the world. Um, thanks again to everybody who has subscribed so far. We are close to 1,500 subscribers and we're looking to hit 2K hopefully in the next couple of months. Um, loving the format of these interviews so far. It's been great with these informal chats. And uh, this particular artist we had on recently was someone that I, I really wanted to get on and have a chat with about his work ethic, um, his whole approach to learning, and his prioritization to his tasks and his life. Um, so without further ado, um, let me introduce this amazing guest we have today, uh, Mr. Glauco Longi. Hey, Glauco. Hey, how's it going, man? Thanks for having me here and for the kind words. Yeah, of course, man. Uh, more than more than uh, worthy of that. Um, yeah, so, um, you know, most people know your work, um, but for those who don't, um, could you introduce yourself? Yeah, of course. So I'm a lead character artist working at Sony Santa Monica right now. I started working in this industry for about uh, for 13 years now. I'm or originally from Brazil, so I moved to the U.S. Six, six, uh, five years ago to work at Naughty Dog. They relocated me and my wife. But before doing that, I was running my own makeup effects studio. I've done a little bit about everything in the entertainment industry, uh, CG related. Uh, there's a bunch of like uh, area like. Sorry, that was my dog. There's a bunch of uh, uh, of videos and like podcasts of me uh, talking about my entire journey and my history and all of that, uh, or my story. But uh, you can you, you can dive into that later. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah cool, man. Awesome. Um, so yeah, so again, I think you've you've had enough interviews with this kind of stereotypical stuff about you know how did you just get any art and yeah. but then the reason i kind of came across your i mean i already was a fan of your work i was already following you but the reason we kind of connected is because you recently done a, a kind of post on um motivation in general just being able to stay prioritized on task how to mm -hmm. learn how to push yourself past those barriers um was that something you approached on instagram because you were getting a lot of people asking you for inspiration yeah. or okay yeah so yes definitely and this is something that i like really like studying and discussing with friends as well uh so so mainly uh the more busy i get like in life in general or even at work it seems that that i have like more energy to produce more stuff and this is called like momentum and there's like a bunch of books into that so i'm always trying to to keep myself occupied in in some ways just to kind of keep the momentum uh, going forward but uh, yeah recently i started getting like bombarded with people asking me like how, how do you have like time for doing all of that and like you have a kid now you like work as a lead which like it's like super time consuming uh and i've been producing like a lot of content a lot of like not only personal work, but also like personal projects. And like, also like, I also surf, I do exercises, I go to the gym, like I do a lot of stuff. And I was like, yeah, maybe I should start like uh, expressing myself in this regard a little bit more. And then I did like that big post with probably like 10 or 12 images, like a bunch of text. And it was funny because I got like a, such a really good response from that. Uh, like in you is one of those cases, like wanting, wanting to jump into your podcast and record this. So it's, yeah, it, it's awesome. And I, I love talking about that. And this is something that I've been exploring myself a little bit more too. Uh, and like the more I discuss it, the more I learn and I like improve my techniques and so on and so forth. Yeah, I mean, talking about momentum, I would definitely praise to that. I mean, the, the 
I feel like I have a good work ethic and I feel I can't be productive where I need to be, but I think the problem I've had is that since I left my last career to repurpose myself into games, um, not having a full-time job since then or having a lot of work to do, um, being a student, of course, also, you know, there's times when momentum is lacking because you don't have the huge workload a lot of people will have or, or push yourself. So I feel when I was working, I was definitely motivated, but when I came out of work and I have been unemployed for a couple of years because I was learning, mm-hmm. um, getting back into that momentum is very hard for me. And you talk about momentum as a thing where you find that as you bring on work, it just critically just increases over time that you will do more and more, like a kind of snowball effect. Exactly. Yeah. And like, and definitely even it's the same if you start working out and then you want to get back into it, like super hard, like especially the first few weeks, if you go back and relate to a wheel, like the first few pushes on a wheel to start making it like, uh, like cycle around, it's like the hardest one. Once that thing is moving, it's like super easy to just maintain it. So uh, that's why it's so hard to, to, to get back into it. Yeah, because we talk about, I mean, even when I was starting back in the day sketching, it, it was the blank page, right? For me, for you, it's the open file and, and ZBrush that's empty, but it's the same thing. You have the fear of the of the undone. You know, you don't want to even start. Like, the fear of starting, I think, is almost more intense than actually finishing. Um, and then I take it with you that it's, it's a thing where you will just push yourself to get started within projects. Yeah, definitely. And well, I've learned throughout the years that you, I need to be doing something to feel accomplished. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's sometimes like it's not even like pushing myself to get something done or to just to get something started. It's just like allowing allowing myself to do whatever. Uh, and that means sometimes like right now I'm actually messing up with Arduino's and like doing a little bit of like, coding and programming. I'm not an engineer. I'm not. I don't, I'm not a programmer. I'm not any of that shit. But I do like uh, messing around with it. So I'm like allowing myself to do it. And sometimes I don't feel like doing art. And uh, in the past I used to push myself to keep doing it. And of course I needed to do that in order to land a gig and and all of that stuff like to build a portfolio and like to to improve my art. And it's not that I don't need to do it anymore. I, I need, I still need to keep pushing myself in the art field, but I can't allow myself now. I have a little bit of uh, freedom to explore like different areas too, because my position allows me to do so. Uh, so it, it's more like uh, if I don't feel like doing something, I want to do something else. Uh, but yes, if you really don't feel like doing art, but you need to finish something for your portfolio or whatever it is just like sit and start doing and this is something that me and raf we always talk about it's like just get something started and like just keep pushing and then uh after maybe like five ten minutes you're gonna start feel great and then your mind's gonna be spinning on like different directions and then you don't feel like uh, i don't want to do this anymore right so you get into the vibe into the mood of of working yeah, I think I felt that same vibe is that when I even start a task, you know, I'll sit and sit, I'll, I'll sit myself, I'll sit for five minutes and just push myself. And then within five minutes, I look back at the clock, it's been 50 minutes. So yeah. I feel like once I get started, I can totally get lost in a task. But exactly. I think the fear of starting is always powerful. But then you talked about prioritization as well. And I know I'm totally guilty of this, is that, um, you know, you talk about guys who still watch TV shows or play video games. Um, yes. you know you can prioritize those things if you know if you need to be learning then you need to be in zbrush more than playing like you know god of war or grand theft Auto or whatever but um <laughs> definitely hey, yeah yeah so can you talk even a bit to, about that how you talk about you know the prioritize you yeah, yeah. having a life yeah 
Yeah, of course. So this is a little bit tricky because after I did that post, like I started getting like a bunch of messages saying like, oh, you can have spare time because you already have a gig. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so I think the main thing is to to, to notice and to, uh, to take note, like in general, is first and foremost, you need to understand where you are and what are your needs, right? So what are your highest priorities right now? So if you are unemployed, your main priority should be one of the main priorities should be land a gig, right? Find a job. Uh, so in order to do that, and then you escalate, like in order to do that, you need to have a better portfolio. In order to be, have a better portfolio, you need to produce more artwork. In order to produce better artwork, you need to like get better in your uh, organic modeling, whatever it is, right? And then you build, like you start from like the goal and then you build uh, your strategy of, of achieving that. That's one way of doing it. But anyways, let's say like uh, in my example, like I can use myself as an example. I already am already employed. I I'm like doing fine at work. I have a family. I have a kid. I have two dogs and I work uh, late sometimes. And me, I have a few goals and I'm going to share some of them. Like one of them is definitely get better in art. Definitely like uh, improve myself as a lead. Uh, so there are like several areas that I could do that, not only uh, on the technical skills, but also like on the management side. Anyway, so I'm like reading books and I'm doing here and there improvement to that. Yeah. I also want to take care of my body because I want to be able to do stuff with my kid. I want to stay healthy, etc. Right. So these are my uh, one of my uh, like a few goals that I have. And these are my priorities. So in my case, what I do is that first, I need to be 100% at work because that's like the most important thing that I do on a daily basis. So I make sure that I sleep well and then I go rested to work. So I'm executing tasks and like I'm being 100% present over there. Right. After that's done, I get back home, usually seven, eight at night. And then I want to make sure my family is okay. So I take care of my kid. I take care of my wife, I play with them, I do stuff here and there. After my kid goes to bed, I have some spare time. What I'm going to do with my spare time, I can either stay with my wife or I can do whatever I want. Like sometimes we have like our date nights, but sometimes she, she works from home too. And like, it's a breather to have the kid going to bed. So she's, she definitely like feels free to do her stuff as well. So that that's the moment like maybe like two or three hours that are decisive like in my <laughs> in my journey so w how i'm gonna spend those two three hours right uh i'm gonna definitely spend like towards my goals so uh sometimes i do watch tvs here and there sometimes i do play video games especially when like a new game comes out but mainly i only have like those like like few hours left so why don't i spend those uh towards uh, achieving my goals and like uh pushing myself like so i'm gonna usually do art or do something related to my career it, it's not because i feel like it's, it's more like because i enjoy doing those too and of course i feel like i have to do those as well but uh but it's but not I like push, a burden yeah. it, it's more like i i want to keep doing it and yeah. yeah. No, I mean, because there was even a time in your career when you would have, I mean, before you came to America, like, yeah. 
you would have also had a different work ethic that because people say like oh you've got a gig now you know you don't you don't have to worry as much but then there was a time in your career when you were worrying you were like where is my next work coming from what am I going to do next and you know it's not like you've had a gig since you left school or you've had a gig forever like you know there was a time <laughs> in your life when you know you didn't have a job you didn't have a, a path so people saying like oh now you can't now you, you don't have to worry but like you have had to worry in the past so i mean like oh, and you know, i still and i still have to worry it's not like i'm like employed of forever, course. right <laughs> yeah you need to you need to keep relevant there's people out there who are maybe younger than you or hungrier who want the job you have so you know you've got to compete against them as well as everybody in the studio or people in the area you yes. know, so I, I, I don't get why people can be you know so flippant and saying oh no you don't need to worry of course you need to worry you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. like every, yeah like everybody you want to keep your job you want to stay good at your craft so um and you know like graph was saying there's always new programs there's always new techniques coming out exactly yeah. on top of and then within the games industry engines and everything will change so fast that you need to then learn that and learn that pipeline so you know it, it's a constant evolution of your skills that always needs to be in check um so yeah and like you said the prioritizers like you know you work really long hours but you still make the time to push yourself when you come home so you know i think that's the the mindset you kind of need to have right to be in this industry especially at the top where you are the one of the biggest developers in the country yeah so yeah thanks but like it can sound like i'm like a crazy workaholic and i'm always tired and stuff like that and it is not true like i have a lot of energy and probably because of the momentum i don't feel like i'm burning myself anymore uh like during the weekends i go i go exercise i go goals i go like i went out surfing and i do all of like a bunch of like crazy activities so it can sound that i'm like constantly always working but I'm not always working. I'm also studying and I have a, a lot of pleasure in learning new things and studying. That's like my hobby. Uh, I don't like I do play video games, for example. I, I, I always mention video games because it's like so big in, in, this, in, this, in this industry since we yeah, all. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but I like I do like playing here and there, but I'm not like obsessed with video games. I'm more obsessed with learning new things. Uh, so that's my yeah, obsession, course. Like, pretty much. Yeah, like rather than obviously play a game for six or seven hours, you would only maybe play it for an hour or two and then move back to something else, move back to learning, move back to your family, you know. So, but I think it's it's the balance, right? That's what people struggle with is yes. setting that time and being strict with yourself that I'm only going to play, you know, this one level. I'm not going to play this level, then keep playing, you know, um, same yeah, with maybe. working out. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's one of the reasons too because i'm not that balanced even though it sounds like him uh i'm okay, not yeah. so i'm kind of whenever i start something i get obsessed with it so if i start yeah. playing video games and i really enjoy it i would try to beat the game as soon as possible so i can stop playing it because i get like oh yeah so i i don't even play uh i only play like for example like spider-man came out i i love spider-man so i played a little bit here and there and i didn't do it for me so i didn't stop playing uh yeah I, yeah. I didn't like no. try to push like in cap playing like oh let's yeah. beat the game whatever right so yeah, yeah, yeah so I mean but then again it's like about prioritizing those tasks and trying to think that you know even though you've you've paid for the game you're like oh I need to finish it you're like no I mean it served its purpose I have other things I could be focusing on that would be better served mm-hmm. um, and then again it's it's just something that you see more with people who are messaging and like they have maybe priorities other way outside of their art I mean how do you feedback to students about how to really prioritize their tasks i mean how do you think they should really be structuring their kind of their kind of time as opposed to like how you maybe structure yours or how it has been in the past 
Sure. Uh, I think the first thing uh, everybody needs to understand, like how they manage their time. And if they want to play, I don't, well, well, let me just back up a little bit. There is no shame in playing video games or watching TV shows or like uh, slacking or whatever, right? I don't think yeah. people should be ashamed of doing that. Uh, it's more like they should understand if they are doing that, they're not going to be doing something else. I mean, it's very obvious, but we don't think too much about that. So if you are uh, spending every night just watching TV, you're not going to get extra work done. And that's, that's fine. Like if you are fine with not doing extra work, it's fine. Like, so just don't complain that you don't have time, right? Cause time, everybody does have uh, different things that how you spend the time you have. Right. So I think, so that, that's the first thing everybody needs to understand that. And uh, I've struggled with this concept quite a lot because sometimes I would feel like completely burned out and I would still keep push, push myself. Like that's back in the day in Brazil. I wanted to live here. I wanted to get a job in the in a big studio, whatever. So times were very different. And uh, the difficulty level for us to to come abroad from abroad, it's like crazy high. But I don't want to get too yeah. much into that today. No, but, for sure. Yeah. But okay. anyway, so uh, I, would, I, would, I would be pushing myself like to, to I get like sick, right? So it was like obviously too much. So after I understood that, it's fine if I don't do personal work. It's fine if I don't do this and that. And then it, the only like the only thing that's gonna happen is that I won't have any personal work. I won't have. I won't be developing any skills. And that's fine. Like like there are times for that too, uh, for me. Anyway, so like now answering your question, I think uh, like besides understanding this concept, which is simple, but you need you really need to think about it. We all need to, uh, how, how can I put it? Maybe just be mindful of your time, something like that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, definitely. But, uh, I mean, you were talking about your times when you were making yourself sick back in the day. I mean, like you said, the priority then is to shift your focus and say, right, well, my priority is I need a job. I need, I want to work in America. I want to work at this big developer. So then your focus narrows and you have to make sure that, you know, your time is focused more then because mm. you have to, you want to get this job. So then everything else kind of falls by the wayside. It's what you're kind of talking about, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah definitely. Yeah. So, so the, the problem that people seem to have is that, I don't know, like maybe they just don't understand this question, like, like the, this concept yeah. very well. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to elaborate here, but I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't have like a definitive answer on how people think about this yeah i think it's it's difficult for a lot of people to really prioritize tasks sometimes because it feels like um like an overwhelming journey right it, it seems like yeah. you know if you were to say you know you were going to be working at sony santa monica and having many years you probably say oh no way you know it seems like such an impossible task but for you it was a very narrow focus and the time you spent, you know, you, you broke those, like when you talked about breaking down the stages of learning, like you were like, well, I want to work at Sony Santa Monica, so I need to get my skills better. Right? To get my skills better, I need to do this. To do this, I need to do this. So I think making those larger goals smaller mm -hmm. and more manageable is something that is also about prioritizing your time, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. so, and, and also breaking those into smaller goals makes them uh, attainable. Uh, so like, Working towards like a big and and by the way, uh, working at Sony Santa Monica as a lead—that's not my end goal. So I'm still like I still feel the same 
passion and uh, desire to keep growing as I had like 10 years ago. But so having like smaller goals, like put them closer to you and then they feel it feels like attainable. So it feels like, oh, if I do a little bit of work here, I'm going to achieve that. And then you keep like growing like step by step. That That's the, the kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, but I still feel the same way. Uh, maybe it's not like 100% art focused anymore because I'm expanding on this management side and on like talking to people and like uh, developing other skills too. So maybe that's one of the reasons I don't prioritize art 100% maybe it's still like at 80% level but yeah. the other 20% I'm filling it up with like all of these crazy projects that I've been working on but I still I still feel like I have so much to grow and so much to learn I'm like I feel I still feel that I'm young enough to keep pushing myself and that what's keep keeps me moving yeah I mean and then definitely as well you you've talked about um books that you've enveloped that have, have, have kind of trained you to work towards this goal or, or talked about momentum. Um, mm-hmm. So so what kind of, is there any like references or things you can talk about that have helped you through that process? Is there any books you could recommend or seminars, anything that you've maybe experienced that has helped you push past that, has helped you be more productive? Yeah, and in fact, I'm terrible with uh, names and I have some, uh, okay. <laughs> I, I can send you a link of like a few books that I've read. But yeah, of one, course, the, that's fine. The one that I'm currently, currently uh, reading right now it's called leadership so it's just about leadership in general i don't have the book with okay. me here, here right now yeah it's yeah. not here but uh yeah i i'm not a i i actually gather thoughts and like knowledge from like different sources so i do watch a lot of like youtube videos and uh, i read books and i do a lot of stuff like that so i don't Is that a lot of kind of just motivational stuff or yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and i don't keep a lot of like track of everything that i read only the the like the ones that like really strikes me yeah uh, yeah of course so yeah i'm actually a big fan of uh gary vaynerchuk just now gary v he's yeah 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 yeah, huge big inspiration for me so i'm always watching his stuff but if you ask me for a specific video i might remember one but i don't remember like everything like i just try to focus and to memorize the the big concepts yeah, of course, definitely. And then, so how has your journey then or your priorities then shifted since you've been at Sony? Um, is, is that something that, like you said, you're roughly unchanged from where you were. You're still pushing towards another goal that mm-hmm. has passed. Um, so if, in, in essence, you feel it's now attainable, attainable to get to this position. Is there something else that you feel now that is your next focus? Like anything you're using to keep yourself motivated while you're now a lead? Uh, so my main priority right now is just to make sure uh, at work, right? Just to make sure my team is happy and producing work. So that's my number one uh, job. Uh, so it, it's not easy, like dealing with like different departments and all of that stuff. It, it's tricky. So, but my main focus is to see my my team producing as much work as possible. They are happy with their tasks and all of that stuff. So that keeps me moving forward at work for now. And just because it's such a difficult task and do it like several reasons. But uh, I do have a lot of like other goals outside work and the things that I keep pushing myself, but I don't feel comfortable talking about those at this moment because it's no, still no, of course. very, uh, very up in the air what my next step is going to be. But yeah, yeah, of course. I still pretend and still intend to stay at Sony 
uh, of course. for quite some time. So <laughs> Nolly can all your secrets at the moment. Yeah, That's yeah. Fine. So, so, so yeah, when it comes to structured learning, like, what do you feel, maybe even towards your speciality, which is character work, um, mm-hmm. because your character work is, is, is incredible. It's so intense. I mean, even um, people were working with Raf, he was talking about you and Igor, just your stuff is just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And um, so how do you approach, or how did you approach learning? Were you heavily like same motivation where you're focusing your tasks mostly on or mostly just on anatomy and zbrush were you focusing on sculpts was how were you kind of prioritizing your learning for people maybe people who are want to get any character work like myself and and you know want to know how you kind of structure your learning at the start how do you learn sure uh i think the since you mentioned raf and eager like the biggest the biggest advice no matter what you're doing i can always give to people is to find uh, a group of artists and get together and like get yourself around people better than you i think that's number one no matter what you're doing but we can we can talk about that later if you want to but coming like going back to your your question so Mm -hmm. uh there are like several areas that you need to that you need to get good at to in order to produce good uh game game art character work so it's very tricky so in my case i started with uh studying very basic software modeling software uh poly by poly all that stuff like so i learned uh, 3d max so i have a huge uh, background in working with 3d max so i knew how to model pretty much anything not that it was good but i could model anything uh using poly by poly or like face by face and all of that stuff uh box modeling all of those like old school techniques so once i got got good at it uh <clears throat> zbrush came out i think that was well, actually, we have access to ZBrush at that time. It was 2005, 2006. Yep. So I jumped into it. I started learning a little bit here and there. And I was also doing traditional sculpting at that time. So anyway, it, like my journey itself, it's very uh, all over the place. So I let's let's yeah sorry I went a little bit like oh, my mind no, 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 running a little bit too off but let me just go back and like try to make a list of it's very early in the morning in Los Angeles at the moment like it's quite yes, it's quite I early barely, so yeah. I barely just woke up like five minutes before the call so I'm I'm still a little bit too slow so sorry about that yeah, but it's all yeah. good it's all good okay. yeah so yeah I didn't have time to have a coffee but anyways uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. all right so. First, you need to, if you want to produce game art, you need to have a solid uh, package understanding like Maya or Max or whatever. My tool of choice right now, it's Maya because mainly all of the studios are using Maya and that's what I'm more more comfortable with. I started with 3D Max, like I said before, but I jumped, I, I switched to Maya a couple years ago. So having these modeling uh, knowledge, it's essential in order to understand all of the technical aspects of producing game art. So that's something that you need to have, like no matter what. Uh, on top of that, you need to have some, uh, a lot of art skills, like knowing anatomy, knowing design, uh, proportions, and all of that stuff. And that's, you usually get from uh, studying uh, sculpture or drawing, right? Yeah. Uh, so that, that's one thing, like, People spend like spend too much time discussing sculpting, uh, which I don't. I, f- I think there's like enough material in, in on the internet, but I do. I do think it's important to study sculpting as much as possible, either traditional or digital. Anyways, okay. 
after that, there's also like more stuff that you need to study that people usually forget. So like texturing, uh, I don't see a lot of people that are discussing the texturing procedure uh, besides grabbing a bunch of photographs and just uh, slapping on the model. And that's maybe one of the reasons why a lot of like texturing work from like newer folks sucks because they don't okay. spend, they don't put the, the proper time into, into this, into, into it. I remember when I took a George Shaw class uh, a couple years ago, he's uh, one of the makeup effects artists uh, here in LA, one of like the big guys. And it was like a latex, uh, latex mask class. So he sculpted the mask in clay, and then he molded and cast it in latex, and then uh, he painted with the airbrush. And the, the the final the final class was about like the final day was about uh, painting the mask. And he was like, "Dude, you guys always rush whenever you are painting because you, like if you take notes of your time, you spend maybe like three, four, five days, or even more just sculpting." And then you want to get the stuff painted in like one day or maybe in one hour, maybe like in 30 minutes, right? So just don't rush it. Make sure you are spending the proper amount of time in the painting as well. And I take texturing the same way. Although with the use of like newer tools like Substance Painter and Mari, you can achieve like really good results right off the bat. They are not great. I mean, they are good, but they are not great. Like in order to make them great, that takes time. That takes time and effort and you need to... Uh, really uh, spend time uh, pushing the, all the details and all of like the the composition of the colors and all of that stuff. So make sure you are also studying uh, texturing. I'm here. I'm rambling, but <laughs> make sure no, you no, are. Of course. <laughs> make yeah, sure yeah, you are studying I, 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 texturing as well. Yeah, I think sculpture obviously is one of the main focuses. But then, yeah, I have heard people talk about how people then let their models down through uh, the texture not being as as good as the sculpture stuff like you know they're like oh it's a great sculpt but then the texture is is so subpar that it lets the model down like all that time you spent sculpting something yes. is then let down because of the bad the bad texture yes and, and in my yeah you're completely right and in my opinion there's even more to it right so of course a sculpture would take maybe like 60 70 percent of your of your time whenever study but just don't neglect texturing but also, like on top of that, you need to have some 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 understanding of shaders and materials if you want to work with games. Uh, maybe you are not the most technical one. Some people like like myself, I do enjoy learning about that a little bit more than I should or more than I uh, need, let's say. But so I'm not saying that you need to have like a crazy solid understanding of shaders and how they work, but you need to have like a grasp, right? You need to at least have a very basic understanding of how that stuff works. On top of that, you need to understand how materials work and also how uh, hair cards work, for example. So if in order to create fur, in order to create like hair, beard, and all of that stuff. But yeah. of course, this is all overwhelming. So people just focus on like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Let's just focus on the sculpting. And yeah. that should be the, the, the goal. Uh, not the goal. That should be your first step for sure. But just don't neglect all of the other things. So if you are taking a small project to completion, make sure you are spending the appropriate time during all of these stages. Yeah, of course. And I think, you know, Rafa talked about that briefly as well, where he said um, that, you know, those things, it's good to have those, like you said, that, that basic knowledge, but don't be afraid because when you get into a studio, that stuff can almost be taught at a, a lead level where 
you know, if your sculpture is bad, that's something they, that, you know, the guys around you can't really teach. You know, as, as long as you have a really good foundation sculpting, yes. and when you get in a studio, you know, you can learn extra bits of the pipeline, like, you know, Definitely. rigging animation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, and so then that'd be interesting as we'll talk about you just even briefly because you have a, a past in, in traditional sculpting. Yes. Um, and obviously, Raph is the same. You know, he does a lot of traditional sculpting as well. So, you feel obviously, I mean, don't question, but it'd be great to hear you talk about it, that traditional sculpture has helped you within your 3D, uh, like in ZBrush. Oh, yeah, definitely. And in fact, me and Raf, we used to share a studio back in Brazil. I'm not sure if you told you about that, but. Oh, no, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So back in Brazil, I think it was like back in 2008, uh, once like we got to meet each other, I don't remember why, but. Uh, we, we we ended up joining a studio and we ended up sharing this space with a couple more artists and we would go over there every night or maybe like three times a week and just sculpt uh just for fun and just like share and it was more like a club so we would be just sculpting and like talking and discussing things and uh discussing like digital projects as well and wow yeah. that was one of my uh very special moments in my career and in my journey that I I can't forget because it was so special and so like it helped me so much. That's that's one of the reasons I always tell people like just get together, like find a, a bunch of friends, find a gr group of people that are passionate too, and like just get together and just get some shit done. Yeah, uh, but well, I, mean, I did. I did. Yeah, I definitely feel that's the we talked about the seller, but that like you're the average of the five people you spend the most yes. time with, and I think that is very true. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah. Uh, so traditional sculpting, this is something that I still do, and I still enjoy, and I still love sculpting with my hands. And uh, traditionally, the the main thing for me, it's like the more the more I think about it, the 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 more difficult it gets to explain. Like I used I used to say like, oh, this is like real, so you you see like with your own eyes and stuff like that. But the more I the more I really think about why traditional sculpting is important, uh, the, the the trickiest it, it gets because I feel like I'm 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 kind of understanding it more, and but it's almost like a rabbit hole. Like the more I open like this uh, Pandora box of like possibilities. Like the tricky it gets, but on a on a low level, on a high level, I should say, it's yeah. it's it's mainly because you are now. Well, first and foremost, you don't have control Z's, you don't have any like uh, easy from the digital tools to help you out. So you you really need to think about what you're doing and what you're trying to accomplish and trying to achieve with those forms, and that kind of slows you down a lot. And then. With the use of the tools, you cut pieces off the, the model. And with the use of your hands, you put pieces back on. So you can do additive process and you can do like uh, just the sculpting part, which is just like taking off part pieces too. So you have both. It's, so it's pretty similar to, to the computer in a way. But yeah, I think just like the main thing, it's so slow compared to ZBrush. So... It doesn't mean that you're going to produce art in less time. It means that the process is, is slower, which is funny uh, because although it's slower, it doesn't mean that you're going to like block out a piece in less time. In ZBrush, we usually, because it's so fast, you usually spend so much time just messing around. <laughs> it, it's it's funny. Yeah. Like, it, like, the more, like the more I sculpt in ZBrush and the more I think about it, like, 
the slower I'm trying to get, I'm like consciously trying to like move slower with my brush, with my pen, uh, in order to produce better work, in order to be more precise and more concise about the decisions that I'm making. So that, that's the main difference, I feel like. And that's why that helps you so much is to really think about what you're doing. You don't have control Z. Uh, of course, it's a real model. So you can like lit with like real lights. You can photograph. You have like this spatial uh, sense that real perspective and all of that stuff. And, and it's real, right? That's one of the reasons I think VR is picking it up like so fast because Oh yeah, yeah. You feel immersed, and you feel like that's the real thing. And and in some ways, it does feel like traditional sculpting because the the piece you're sculpting feels real. There's not like a a glass in front of you uh, rotating the model and stuff like that. Yeah. But no, I, I mean, think like even sorry, yeah. sorry, it's quite like I think no, no, go, go. so so much more to it. And the more I study drawing, and the more I study traditional sculpting, the more I read about it, and I spend like the past three months just drawing on my free time mainly drawing and studying like different uh approaches to drawing and painting and all of that so this is also like a passion of mine like i definitely want to yeah, get into uh, oil paintings at some point but anyway the more i study it the more like things click to me and how all of these things are related on a yeah. deeper level but I, I I haven't had time to properly elaborate on those thoughts yet. So <laughs> yeah, it, I think it's uh, yeah I think it's a thing we, we talked about again with Raf where he was talking about you know if you're if you're initially just learning and, and and like at ground zero like right at the start he's like you know focus on ZBrush if you want to do character stuff and then just get really good at sculpting in there. And then once you get a gig or then once you feel you know you're you're good enough, then of course you can then split your time into other things like sculpture, like drawing. You know, it's like you don't have to learn everything at once. You know, you don't have to be, you know, throwing your time between, you know, three or four different things. Um, yes. I think as, as you start an industry, you have such a narrow focus. Then as you mature in the, in the industry, it then narrow, it then widens, sorry, and becomes, you know, more take it in of, of everything around you. Like you said, more sculpture stuff, more drawing, more painting. Um, and they all feed back into a core skill set, which is just being an artist. Definitely. And I couldn't agree more with that. And this is something that I, me and Raf, we always discuss in person too. Uh, and that goes back to the priorities, right? So if your biggest priority right now is just to become a, a, a digital artist, you should be spending most of your time uh, doing digital art. And that's kind of obvious. But again, you see like people like us doing traditional sculpting, doing like, even me, like whenever I post like uh, I, uh, I studied like Python like a couple of years ago, and I at that time I was posting a lot of like Python related stuff, and people were like, "Oh, now that's one of the prerequisites to be a to understand Python in order to become a character." So like, no, 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 like that. <laughs> like, we need to be very careful with the stuff the stuff that we post because, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's not like that, like. Maybe my one of my focus at that moment was that I needed to learn some Python because of work, and that was actually true. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't mean that like you need to learn all of the all of the these things at at the same time because it's impossible. So just don't get overwhelmed. Yeah. Just like stay focused on on your path. I think that's yeah. that, that should do it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, obviously, moving forward now, you're talking about painting, you're talking about these extra skills. I think it's just one of these things where 
you look to your heroes or you look to guys who inspire in the industry and then you look at their skill set, right? And you're like, mm-hmm. well, my skill set needs to match their skill set. I need to be like that. I need to be as good as them. But then I think for something for me, years in the making was that rather than emulate another person, you need to be your own version of your own artist. And I think you need to own your own identity, you know, when it comes to style, when it comes to procedure, it comes to pipeline. Everybody, everybody you work with has a different way of working, right? No two people have the same workflow, the same way of approaching characters or approaching stuff. So I think students also need to focus on just being their own version of an artist as opposed to trying to copy or be where you are now because by the time you get by the time they get to where you are now you'll be you know years ahead of them and doing different stuff so um yeah i don't think following trends is is the best way i think it's always comes back to foundations and and having a very good solid base underneath you Um, oh yeah definitely yeah i I completely agree with that and uh on top of that too i don't think you need to reinvent the wheel right so if something works if you see like someone uh someone created like a formula or like a recipe for achieving something, you should at least try that first and see if that works for you. And if it does, don't like spend time trying to reinvent that, like just use that and like grab something else from like different people and, and then start building your own, uh, your own skill set. Yeah. And I mean, I definitely feel that's something that we talked about again, again with Raph and that, that they were saying where, People also get obsessed with stuff like micro details where, you know, they're learning muscles and they try to learn individual muscle groups or names or how different muscles connect each other. And Mm -hmm. that stuff is also great to learn. But then your main focus, I think, at the start should definitely, I mean, you probably might feel different, I don't know, but should be just shape language. Should just be building or replicating those shapes as opposed to trying to, you know, go below the skin, learn the the connecting tissue and stuff like that, the bone structure. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, and I'm like, again, anatomy is something that I'm like, I just released a book on anatomy. Not sure if you've seen it, but like the, uh, the, the main thing with anatomy is that you need to work on your primary forms first and then secondary forms and then tertiary forms and so on and so forth. If the primary forms, if your, the structure of your house is not, uh, quite there yet, it's not going to be able to receive the, the secondary stuff. Right. So if the scaffolding of your building it's not properly set, you're gonna you're setting up yourself for for failure. So don't don't even even for me on anatomy, there's like it it gets so deep and in, into the intricacies of every like little single thing. So I need to step back and see like, oh all right, so where am I at right now? And then what what's the next step that I can dive? Like how much how deep can I go in, into it? And then I go a little bit deeper than I than I than I'm than my level, and then I move forward. Uh, so this is like again like step by step, like uh, day by day type of mentality. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like the the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step, right? But then exactly. when you look back over a year, you realize you're halfway up the up the staircase. So it's always a thing about just a little bit every day, and then you know you slowly will just chip away at that until eventually you're at a point where. You know, people always say that, or I've always said is that you shouldn't compare yourself to another artist or anybody else's journey, but maybe compare yourself to a past version of yourself. So look where you were, you know, two years ago. How have you changed as an artist? How have you grown? Um, because that journey is then more um, more personal to you, more mm-hmm. appropriate to you. 
than looking at, you know, like you or Raf or Igor's journey and say like, oh, these guys, look at them now and they're working at Sony. And but then, you know, there's a time when you weren't working at Sony, right? You were you were back in Brazil, you were doing your own thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, you shouldn't always look to people to say like, oh, I need to be like him. I need to be there now. Like I need to be. And I think it's like there's so much of, yeah, there's so much of that. And then there should just now where students, including myself, you know, look at people at such a high level and say, oh, I need to be working there in the next couple of weeks or I need to have that job. Um, so, so just in closing, like your thoughts on maybe just student mentality and and portfolios and stuff like that. Uh, but where do you feel like maybe students go wrong or something you wish more students knew? Yeah, uh, before answering that, I, I do want to touch on something like you mentioned, like step by step, like uh, the. So there is a good book on that. I just remember because I, I read it like a couple months ago. It's called Atomic Habits. Uh, it's definitely like a must read for everyone trying to improve their habits and all of their uh yeah habits in general and it's it's mostly about like uh small steps combined becomes like a bigger thing and it's such a great book so it's it's a must read i'll Uh, I'll follow the links below anyway okay okay. cool uh so answering the question or um can you just uh, repeat it real quickly yeah yeah so just basically mostly just in closing to just kind of summarize what we've talked about where do you feel what's your best advice for students going forward for people listening to this podcast if they want to you know if they want to be a character artist you know what's the what's the one thing you feel they're trying to okay or you want or you want them to do more of or you think they should focus on moving forward all right. Oh, and you also mentioned like they are trying to mimic like uh, the the big artists to like in the industry. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So on that sense, uh, whenever I tell my journey, my journey is very crazy and like it's very unique in the sense that I've I've I was in the makeup effects before. I was running my own studio. I've worked in advertising and all of that. I don't think people try to mimic that uh, because it's it's so crazy. <laughs> but uh, the main thing. I want people to focus on whenever I, I they hear my journey and my story. It's it's mainly that I'm like always pushing forward and I'm always taking myself to the next level and like whatever it is. Like if I'm if and I always dream big too. So for example, whenever I had at the time that I had a studio back in Brazil, a makeup effects studio, it was something that almost like nobody was doing. There was like maybe like one or two people doing it. And in Brazil, it's like a country that doesn't produce a lot of like makeup effects content, not at that time. But anyways, I was like, dude, I'm going to be like the Stan Winston here in Brazil. I'm going to try to educate people about it. I'm going to try to like go to all of the, all of the, like the TV shows and like start introducing like makeup effects and like real magic stuff, like animatronics and all of that shit. And after like a while, I started doing that and I was like dreaming like crazy big and I was doing like 100% taking me, taking myself to the next level and also like my studio. So uh, after a while, I started receiving like requests and quotes for uh, for like doing stuff like that. I was like, oh, maybe we, we don't have a predator moving in Brazil because there is nobody doing a predator and maybe... Yeah. Since there is nobody doing a predator, there are no directors willing to do a predator here in Brazil. Like that—that's kind of mindset. I so I always think that there is always something that we can do in order to achieve our goals. I don't like complaining about things too much, and so that—that's the main thing I think should people should focus whenever they hear my 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 journey. And for the students, whenever like they see the artists they're trying to mimic or things that they should focus on, it should always be like just try to 
be the best version of you. And this is kind of cliche, but uh, like if you feel like, oh, I'm, I'm a little more uh, analytical than my friend, whatever, like take that into your advantage. Me, myself, for example, I was very good at maths in maths back in school. I was terrible in art. <laughs> so how can I turn like this? How can I make art something that I can use my logical skills? So the, the way I came up with, like the way I actually approach it, it's more like logical. So it's a bunch of pieces together that I just combine it. And then anatomy, for example, I know all of the pieces. It's like a big Lego that I'm like putting together. And the more I learn about anatomy, the the smaller the pieces get. But it's a very logical approach. And I take that into my advantage. Like some people have issues with the logical stuff. So I'm like, all right, so I'm going to be a character artist, uh, a little bit more technical than others. And I'm going to like try to exceed like myself in that, like try to be the best as I, as, as I can. So um, like if if I compare myself to Raph, for example, like his his mind works very different than mine in in some areas. So, uh, like it, there there is no sense I'm gonna be frustrated, right? Or if I compare myself to some other artists too. Uh, so compare yourself. So whenever I look at people's work and I see like, all right, this is so good. Like, how is this guy doing that? Like, I need to take my level, my art into that. That's great. That's one thing that everybody should do it and should be constantly comparing themselves in order to like have like real motivation to to keep improving. But I don't exactly need to follow the same steps as the guy was doing that to in order to achieve that. Sometimes things click for me differently, like I was saying, like the, the puzzle pieces and stuff like that. So it, it's very tricky, but... Uh, I, I mean, I mean, just take those things to motivate you. Don't use them maybe to, to bring you down or, or think that, oh, that guy's so amazing. You know, how am I ever going to be? Just look at his technique and be like, oh, well, I can integrate that into my workflow or I can make this different. Like, it doesn't have to be a negative thing. You can use it as a positive. Yeah, here's the thing. I never, I never felt, like, negative about any of those things. Like, I hear people talking about that all the time. Like, oh, I feel so bad when I see his artwork. Like, I don't fully understand it. Like, honestly, I always felt, like, amazed. Like, oh, if someone can do it, I can do it too, right? I, yeah, yeah. I well the and the reason for like studying that that journey like his artist journey it's more like oh maybe so he gathered like some knowledge or he did like he had some experiences in different areas that I haven't had yet so I might need though to follow some of those steps in order to uh, to produce that type of work because I don't have the the, the background or or anyways so I always felt like amazed and like intrigued and like pretty happy, right? I yeah, it, it's it's funny. I do understand though. Uh, well, I don't fully understand, but I get the sense of why people get frustrated because they wanted to be as good as those guys and they are not. Yeah. Th but that's more like uh, ego problems. I feel like uh, frustration comes from uh, thinking that you are better than you are actually are, and then you are capable of doing things that you are not capable yet. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely, I, I feel that as a, a problem, and, and I think that people just need to take a breath and sit back and just focus on, you know, what they have as almost like a, 
it's like the gratitude stuff, right? People sometimes write down like things that they're grateful for in their sure. life, and it's glass half empty, half full. I think it's the difference in looking at. Well, that's great that they're accomplished and they have this career. How can I emulate that? How can I take those pieces and make it part of my journey? Know that you know they're so good. I want to give up, and um, and yeah, no, you're you're hundred percent right. I think you need to just be positive in your journey and make sure that you're focusing on your own steps and your own process and 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 less on others. So. So yeah, I agree, man. It's been yeah, and, and it's awesome, right? Like you can do anything. I always felt like I can do anything. I can be whatever I want to be. Uh, and this is something that I really enjoy. And that's the, the, the stuff I like about video games is that you, you play this game, and which is called life, and you can choose like your destiny. like, And the things that you cannot choose, whatever, you cannot choose anyway. So the, why don't, like, don't bother. Like don't even spend time about thinking about that stuff. Like if it's out of your control, like fuck it, like whatever. But the things that you can control, you can control, right? So like if you want to get healthy, just get fucking healthy, right? So it's yeah, it, yeah. like don't just don't eat crap food. It, it's it's all on you. Oh, but you have like this problem or like this disease. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. So let's take care of that first. And then you you move on to the next step. But like, make sure that the things that you are in control, you are in control. Yeah. Of 100%. course, it's not that easy. But well, it's no, easy. no. But it's I, easier to I study. Think it's, but yeah, of course. But <laughs> you, the advice is solid, man. You, yeah. You've kind of hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Okay. So um, so I'm going to let Alco go because uh, I'm conscious his time. He needs to get these work at Sony. So um, so we're just going to end it there. But uh, but yeah, it was great. It was. I think we hit every point we really needed to hit, and just uh. Thank you very much, Galco, for coming on. It's been an absolute honor talking to you. Completely my pleasure. Thanks for having me here. And yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, stay tuned, you guys, for more episodes, uh, more talks. Um, check us out on all the different social medias. We're on YouTube, uh, most podcast services, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, all that kind of stuff. Um, make sure to leave a like. Uh, any questions you can leave below. I'll leave all Galco's links. He'll send me a couple through. And uh, any further questions, just leave them in the comments. So I'll, I'll see if we can get to them. And, uh, and yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back here with another episode very soon. And uh, apart from that, have a nice day. And thanks, guys.